supposed to be here. I'm not supposed to be here. Episode two. Somebody help me. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, first shout out of the episode. Shout out to Wilhelm for hanging in there with us. Yeah, Wilhelm. You know, he's 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 never lost a a step of enthusiasm, and I love that from episode one (laughs) to episode two. You know when you hear him. Does anybody have any context to to where that originated? The Wilhelm scream. Um, I think that was like from Star Wars. Was or. Uh, I, I think, think it was predates. used in Star Wars. It was used. It was, it was definitely popular. It was popularized Star with Star Wars, but I don't remember who screamed like that first. But there is a history. I did watch a video on it. Really? Yeah. I, I think, think it's I've like short 30s video. style, right? Oh, like, yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was something. Yeah. When the talkies came around. <laughs> the yeah, oh my gosh. I watched like the first movie the other day on HBO Max, I think. Star Wars? No, Wait, no, the no. first movie like ever? First movie ever made? I, I think it was like it was like a clip of like a running horse or something. Oh, I think I've seen that. Too. Wait, it that's like, on that, HBO that Max? Amazing. Well, there was one. There was another one. It was like the first. It was like one of the first movies. It was like a restored movie, and it was like a trip to like the moon. Wait, I know you what know you're talking about. And the moon like, crashes in his eye. Yeah, I saw, and the clip is on HBO Max. So. That's um, crazy. You, you know, can watch it. It's yeah, like 13, 15 minutes. My girlfriend and I, we were watching that, but like we honestly turned it off because it was kind of scary. Like It was scary. Yeah, it'll scare you. It is scary. It scary it's like it scary. really it's intense, like masks and like uh, it's creepy. costumes. Like what the hell yeah. were people doing back then? It, it feels For very sure. scary because I think the plot is like some scientists are trying to go. Mind you, this is like 13s, uh, 20s maybe. So the concept of space flight is like such a crazy thing that they had uh, such an idea to like try to go to the moon first. Mm. Like you could have done any planet, but like I don't know. I guess it's very natural because we look at it every day. Yeah, but like it, you know, just like having a little rocket ship go to the moon is like such a cool idea that they had in the nineteen thirteen. Really is yeah. Nineteen thirteen, nineteen twenties film. I don't remember wow. the year, but like really early on films. Mm. Yeah, and crazy. also um, little tidbit uh. That style of filming, like from, I think it was like, it was an era of like, um, forgot, it was like a, it was from Germany. I don't remember the specific movement, but that movement influences noir films mm. and with the dark, high contrast shadows. And then oh, that, wow. those, those lead to like movies of like, um, like Blade Runner, like neo noir. Oh, uh, wow. And like cyberpunk aesthetic came from that, mm. and like mixed with that. And uh, the Batman comes from like noir. And stuff oh, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah so so imagine it like, is pretty art that was made from a long time ago really does influence the culture. So it does. It absolutely. Does. I want to cut you off though. Yeah, that's not the topic of our episode. Here we are playing our part. I'm just gonna introduce us because we're already getting into the shit. All yeah. right. Um yeah. we're here with Woo. Uh you could say Christian. Yeah. Christian Christian, Christian slash eclectic. Sage. Yes, eclectic sage. We're still getting used to the name. Electric sage. Electric, electric sage. sage. Electric sage. <laughs> and we're also here with Lucas MG. And I'll uh, self-title. I'm just Trent. That's I'm just it. Trent. I'm just here. I'm, I'm just, just here. I'm just Trent. I'm just here like for the vibes. Yeah, yeah, I'm just Trent. Uh, <laughs> and today's topic at hand is not the moon. Yeah, no. God damn if it could be. Mm. Um, but maybe at a later time. Uh, we are talking about artificial intelligence. Woo! Ooh, this, this, is, this is my forte. Shouts out, shouts out to uh, the robots, our robot overlords, who will take over and hopefully don't kill us, but make us slaves. There we are. Go ahead and let us know what artificial intelligence is. Okay, let me let me bust out the definition let's, let's that start I have off there. Uh, Googled. Uh, 
great, great uh, display from a artificial com- intelligence computer science major. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, so for me, this is a very nuanced question and very important to uh, the modern world. So that's why I was uh, I was like, we have to talk about artificial intelligence. But uh, according to this site that I'm using that I will not name because you guys will laugh. <laughs> Starts with a <laughs> starts with a W. Good at definitions. It's intelligence perceiving, synthesizing, and inferring information, uh, and is demonstrated by machines or non-human animals, and is not human itself. So put that in summarized layman's. Yeah, terms. I was gonna say, what does that mean? So I See, so this is this is where the definition. I don't think you could define artificial intelligence. That's that's my hot take. Mm. Because what is intelligence? Mm, intelligence to me is, I guess, some sort of proven wisdom, if you will. Um, the ability to put practice methods of effort into a successful manner, if that makes any linear sense there. Yeah. What do, we, what do you think, Trent? Um Artificial intelligence would be, um, or rather intelligence, because that's what we're focusing on. Yeah, the ability to to prove thought. Yeah, to simply put, that's the simplest form. Yeah, I, I feel like intelligence is a it's a very difficult thing to capture because, let's say something that is unthinking has intelligent design. So mm-hmm. there is this thing. This is a, a little tangent, but I think it'll circle back. There's this concept in science, and it's called emergent patterns, right? And so it looks, it looks at very small units of, um, of things. So let's take like a cell, right? A cell by itself is a dumb, unthinking machine, right? It just takes in information, inputs, sugars, lipids, whatever the case may be. I'm not gonna be be like completely correct with this analogy, but it takes in, let's say, information mm-hmm. and then processes it, processes it. But it's not, we wouldn't say like a cell is intelligent. But if you get a group of cells, then they form tissue. Tissue is not intelligent. But then a group of tissues form organs. And then organs form people. And then people form societies. And then societies kind of mix with each other. So like the, as you scale up, where does the intelligence kind of come in? And it's like they kind of move like the emergent pattern is basically like as unthinking units of things group together. um, They form like a a larger sum of itself that is indescribable in terms of like the amount, but then go on to create something that is capable of higher level functions. So I bring that up because that's somewhat of what artificial intelligence is because a computer doesn't think. It's like it's an unthinking machine coded with zeros and ones for binary code. And um, it's not intelligent per se, because even like artificial intelligence, as we'll talk about like later with like machines that are coming out now, the artificial intelligence is specialized around specific tasks. So if we look at it like the biology perspective again, um, let's say like evolution 
is that like intelligence I think evolution's like intelligent natural design of like survival mm-hmm. as like the world kind as like species adapt to the environment and then that type of thing kind of uh it goes through multiple iterations and that's what artificial intelligence does and via machine learning so like machine learning is just you give a robot a one task like playing chess and it plays chess a bajillion times and then the artificial intelligence software would be like um kind of picks up a pattern is that yeah right? it's basically like pattern mm-hmm. pattern seeking um, for machine learning. That's what machine mm-hmm. learning is for some artificial intelligence. Wasn't there some sort of, uh, or not some sort of, but there was like a story of like the most world-renowned chess player and yeah. he went up against uh, a machine, I believe. And yeah. And something to the effect of like he retired forever after the machine. Yeah, but ass, it took no? it took, it took took the machine a while to beat him, I think. But didn't he I like remember. permanently retire after being? I don't know, but I don't machine. know about I don't know about that. Probably because um. you know I, I feel like <laughs> I feel like if I made my life on a chess player and I got beat up by a machine, I'll I'll, I'll feel some type of way. I'll feel a little like he was you like might, the you best. might slip a table or two. Over yeah, out, you know. I I I thought I had heard that, and again, I I have ultimately peripheral knowledge of of AI, but um, yeah, I don't know. That that's kind of what I think of when when I I hear the name or the phrase is like. I guess I kind of think of, uh, I mean, I, I, I guess, yeah, I kind of think of it as, as like a cumulative knowledge that we have put out into the world. And the way I see it, again, from a limited understanding, is it, it can kind of just auto, like, I guess like chat GPT, for example, doesn't it just like yeah. filter through every bit of the internet and like 0.3 seconds and then spits out a comprehensive answer. Yeah. And Mm. that's also another aspect because, um, right. Perceiving and synthesizing as like I said in the the definition. So like if you were to look at a person as like a baby, right. A baby has like an intelligence to it, but it's kind of like, it's kind of dumb. It's very kinda, malleable. It's, yeah, th- like a ba- babies are dumb. That's my hot take. Like baby, <laughs> babies are dumb, but as they mature and they're exposed to more information, they retain information and then they're able to have conversations. Like I was a baby, but I'm able to tell you this stuff now. Mm-hmm. So when you look at artificial intelligence, like ChatGPT, uh, that's like the recent one, at least as far as like this recording goes, that one recently just like <sighs> hit the market. It's outdated in like three months. Yeah. Which is which is another aspect I want to talk about, yes, which is yes, really yes, cool. Yes, yes. That's that's part of. I hope we can fit all this in time. But, um, yeah. So, um, perceiving and synthesizing. Uh, you have the internet being scraped of knowledge. The internet being your repository of like thoughts. But like, imagine that as like a computer's memory, or like a person's memory, and it's just like you just escape through things and then put different things together. The internet is a repository of thoughts is crazy. Yes. Very, it's very well said. And that's ultimately what it is. Yeah. That's um Yeah, that's um It's a great way to think of it. But sorry, continue. No, that was so so profound. When it, when I say then um that that was yeah, very that, profound. That's <laughs> that was right. You you stumped you stumped yeah. me for a second. You stumped me for a second. That's the period. Um so question, then yeah. would intelligence be, I guess, going against programming? Like when intelligence for human be doing something that doesn't contribute to our survival, our our propagation. Like, would hmm. would that be? Uh, do you think that is a uh, satisfactory definition of intelligence? I feel like um, 
that's one that's one aspect of intelligence i feel like mm-hmm. i feel like the most i feel like the to make it easier the most inclusive way of defining intelligence it may seem stupid is taking in an input and creating a different output mm. and that's intelligence mm. to me so it doesn't make sense but it'll make sense as we scale up and talk about different things mm. so i want to talk about a turing machine so this is um this is something that i was joking about earlier but mm. uh for my major i have to take this class called theory of computation and it talks about um how um whether or not something can be computed like an algorithm right and everyone like like in the movies they're like oh my gosh i have to well before I, i'm gonna hold that thought before i go into that what are your th- thoughts about like um artificial intelligence in the media wow. because that's a that's a good that that informs a lot of people's no like absolutely. experience absolutely. in terms of what ai is before i start talking about turing machines um so speaking for myself my first interactions with artificial intelligence are always movies television shows books um oh, i got a good one you know yeah. uh thinking about uh of course terminator 2 t1000 the machines Ooh, are going to yeah. take over and you know where apparently we're going to we're going to either die out completely or become slaves like the matrix you know yeah. a lot of it, and i think that that is probably the most simplistic form because you know it's sexy it, it it arouses something in people some sort of fear that eventually we're gonna we're gonna build something greater than us you know something yeah that's gonna i feel like that's also like generally speaking that's it's a projection Absolutely. because we see ourselves as being very damaging mm-hmm. so like imagine mm-hmm. if we it's it's like frankenstein like um Marie Shelley or Marie Shelley. Yeah, Mary yeah, Shelley. Yeah, Mary Shelley. Yeah, Mary Shelley. She hit like a node with Frankenstein. And I always tell my people like in my major, like we are living the story of Frankenstein. Like you have to be very, very careful. And uh, speaking of chat GPT, like the I think this was like relatively recently that um, he was talking about the propagation of a bunch of different AI algorithms that are mimicking the same thing mm-hmm. for open like open AI. But like the ethical concerns because when you do like certain prompts and stuff is like oh we cannot do that that's illegal this thing but let's say like some person just because there's ways to just scrape the the methods that are used to create the intelligence and then create your own machine mm-hmm. for yourself have it have it or like if it's leaked or something and then it could be used for non it's like a tool it's like a it's like um i think 2001 a space odyssey does tools justice because uh it's like the opening part where the monkey gets the bone and the bone is like the first tool because he like murders the other ape and then he shows his dominance and then stanley cooper throws uh has the ape throw the thing in the air and, and then, then it transitions and transition to the spaceship and i think that's mm. that's perfect to what technology is like as a concept when we're talking mm. about like artificial intelligence and stuff mm-hmm. And um, yeah, that those tools in general could be used ethically or unethically. Like a a hammer can build a house, mm-hmm. but it could also take a life. Mm-hmm. And depending on how you like structure or frame stuff, uh, it could it could be a lot. But mm. um, what was I saying before? 
Uh, I think we were just getting a general background. Yeah, we were we were talking about um our our experience with uh AI and the oh, media. Yeah. What's, what's mm. our introductions? What's your Me, intro? you know, so <clears throat> again, thirty thirty years old. Uh, I'm a I'm a product of ultimately the the early two thousands. That was my uh you know my time of formation shout out early 2000s shout out early 2000s early 2000s that's a good years good i hope everybody can hear the the screaming guy that we've coined wilhelm yeah because he he comes in like the second half and when you think the when you think the clip is about to end he just comes profusely yes like 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 so next time we hit keep keeping your out for that but um yeah, so being a uh, a product and an adolescent of like the early two thousands, um, I know this is gonna strike a chord for some people. Um, uh, those those of us who were on AIM, AOL Instant <laughs> Messenger. Wow. Uh, Christian, I think this well this, pro- uh, this precedes your day. This precedes me, but I know what it is. Where I'm going with this? No, because I like the history of the internet. So okay, yeah, I, I know it's, it's like the it's little so, yellow guy. It's so close too, which is crazy is how. How close, uh, I mean, the dawn of all this is. But anyways, yeah. uh, my my first interaction, and this really just kind of uh, struck me now as we were talking about our first, first impressions of AI. But uh, for those who remember Smarter Child, um, Smarter this, Child. What is this? Really? You've never heard of I've this? I've never heard of this. Wow. Yeah. So, so um, again, is a I little bit. I love that we're different ages. A little, <laughs> I know. It honestly rings so I feel much like it insight. adds so much because I just genuinely Do you know Smarter Child or no? Smarter Child, it does not ring a bell. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Okay, I remember, so, like, AIM buddies and stuff. Um, yes. So, AIM, AOL, Instant Messenger. I mean, this is texting on, like, an internet dial-up computer. Uh, shout out to all my youngins <laughs> out there, y'all, y'all. Oh my! Y'all, people of my generation do is. not know what a dial-up is. I had to figure that. My dad had to teach me what that was. <laughs> it's yeah, it's archaic at this point. Yeah, shout out, shout out to the the, the dial-up sounds because that immediately sends me into nostalgia. Yeah, having to wait for the internet to load up. Yeah, nobody could be on the phone. I mean, it's yeah. timeless. Uh, Can't get calls. Material at this point. Yeah. yeah, like it's it's so it's it's baked into the culture of nostalgia. It really yeah. is. Um, but uh, but yeah, so uh, AOL Instant Messenger, AIM. Of course, you have all of your friends, all of your contacts that you would be chatting with um, on the family computer. Um, at least in my in my case. But uh, anyway, Smarter Child. Smarter Child was like a. Uh, excuse me, it was an auto-generated like messenger. So it was like you're chatting with your friends from wherever. Um, again, this is groundbreaking at the time you'd be chatting with somebody across the world. Uh, mostly just your school friends, all that good stuff. But there was uh, there was like a bot where it was it was smarter child. Um, and you could just like speak to or you know uh, communicate via text uh, with the bot and you could ask it like a, a wide series of questions. Uh, given it had a pretty narrow uh, response um, capability, but you could ask it like, oh, like, what are you a human? Or are you a robot? And it would be like, oh, I'm a robot. And then have this kind of like, you know, maybe quirky uh, answer alongside with it. But um, now that I think of it, that was I, I truly think that you could deem that artificial intelligence yeah, yeah, as well. Uh, I mean, that's. Look that so, up. Um, Jamie, yeah, pull a, that a, up. Yeah, a, yeah. <laughs> we have we have to have a residential man. James Dean, pull that up. Hey, <laughs> yo, Jamie, right? Like, <laughs> I think that's a form of artificial intelligence. Um, you know but, what? But um, like, um, um, sorry to interrupt. Uh, I have one thing that I was that came to mind while you were talking. Uh, it sounds a little familiar. Smarter child, which is okay. an interesting name. Look it up. Yeah. Child. But 
Um, that is an interesting. The most obvious answer, which I didn't think about, video games. Yeah. yeah. Like I've been playing video games for a long time, and how you interact with the um, you know, NPCs is is is, yeah. is crazy, and it's mm-hmm. come a long way. But that's definitely one of my first and uh, very deep with artificial intelligence but i'm sorry what were you saying christian are you looking up smarter child yeah i'm looking up smarter child what is it what does it say um oh i have seen this image but let me see the image yeah it's does it have an image with it i didn't know there was an image oh i've never seen that shit before i've never seen that either but i've seen it in the deep recesses of the internet what does it say of like the it was a it was a chat bot chat bot yeah so chat could one interpret that as ai um using my definition yes but okay. um, there will be sticklers in the future that'll be like that is definitely not because you have a programmable intelligence. So okay. um, programmable intelligence means that like given a certain output, a certain output, given a certain input, a specific output is always outputted. It's kind of like a function. Okay. Like if you put in, I don't know, x plus two, like there's every x has a y mm. or like one plus two. It's going to always equal. Three. So like basically smarter child had like a, a cap limit. Like yeah, like there's so a limit, far. but then we get to the question of how much, uh, how big of a limit does something have to have in order to be like really intelligent? Mm-hmm. Because like the scope of the internet, no matter how big it is, like it could be bajillion. Like imagine how many neurons we have in our head. Like we have like a bajillion, like a bunch of neurons and stuff. Like mm-hmm. a bunch of we're composed of a lot of cells and whatnot, and but we have like a limit. Like I'm mm-hmm. not growing new neurons every day. Mm-hmm. Maybe uh, well, somebody could like quote me on that, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't quote me on that. But like the the point s- remains like um, we exist within limits. So, uh, but we're still consider ourselves sentient mm-hmm. and intelligent. So that's why I'm like the the definition for artificial intelligence kind of kind of weird. That's why I was like something that could take an input and output. Uh, and I guess the one distinction is um, it could do it. Um, in a manner that surprises the programmers, I guess, or it leads to surprising results. I don't know if that's an mm. accurate way, but um, I feel like it's a, a very human way to understand it. So as we uh, kind of catalog our memories of, of first in interactions with AI, being a, um, <clears throat> you know, being born in, in, in really the turn of the millennium and somebody who didn't experience the, I guess directly at the current time, the the first initial onsets of AI or like the the speed up of technology. As somebody again born in the early two thousands, what what initially drew you to to technology and ultimately AI? So my dad was like uh, very much into gaming and everything and like technology and always being like um, I think they have a term for it, but the person that like a digital pioneer or something like someone that grabs okay. the first type of technology as soon as it's emerging mm. so he always like had technology or not like right in front of him always like and mm. he always told me like i remember playing like the pinball game and stuff like on my windows like xp oh wow. whatever yeah, yeah, yeah like i so yeah, like I i've <laughs> i've been i've and i also like analog stuff like i also what does that mean so analog is like um anything that doesn't that's not digital mm. so like di- like technology that's like um more so like gears and level levers and switches and stuff mm. like that. Um, I didn't do like any crazy like engineering switches. Like I remember I went to this conference one time and some dude like just dismantled stuff in his garage, like his childhood. Like I'm not that guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I'm not that guy, but I did um 
I did like watching videos and learning the history of like the internet and different things. Hmm. Um, and yeah, so my interaction with AI, well, I interact with AI on the phone, like the phone, your phone has like a lot of AI Absolutely. algorithms and sure. stuff like that, like Siri, like that's AI. I mean, True. It, yeah. we, we kind of relegate AI to being like something that speaks back to me. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, I guess it's, um, I guess the common like, intention of like artificial intelligence is this like hey it's something that is human but like um is not because it's not like artificial um because it's like um not coming from like human flesh mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's and that's kind of like where it comes from but the problem is like the distinction kind of goes wild like let's say i don't know there's this show called um alter carbon it's just like these guys they go through their life they have a little chip on the side of their head and then Let's say, I don't know, the MTA strikes me after being, like, delayed or whatever, and then they take the little chip out the side of my head, and then they just put it on, like, Trent's forehead, and then I am, I am Trent mm. <laughs> with, all, with, all, with all of Christian's memories, and it's just, like, mm-hmm. that, it sounds more interesting. The show is, I have not finished the show. I've tried multiple times, but. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've heard of that show, too. Is that an, oh. Yeah. It, What's it, it called? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's it's on Netflix. We can shout out Netflix. Yeah. Shout out no, Netflix. No, no shout outs to Netflix. They struggle around. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah. Uh, co- canceling a bunch of shows. Yeah. But but we're not talking about Netflix. Not talking. Well, Netflix uses artificial intelligence for suggesting changing um, algorithms. algorithms. It uses algorithms. So algorithms um, kind of leads me to uh, the Turing machine that I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. So um, Alan Turing, um, 1936. So imagine computers have been with us for a while. Or the thought Coming of up on a century, I suppose. Basically, huh? I mean, the concept of a tool that works universal, like everyone, like even in the movies and stuff, like a tool that sol- that solves anything or is adaptable and changeable to everything is like a part of like the human concept. Once you're able to make tools like, hey, this one, t- this hammer could hammer out this thing. Can this hammer do this thing? Well, why can't it? All right, I have to make something special for this thing. Like the sewing machine, like it uses the same type of like simple machine as like a hammer. It takes mm-hmm. the thing, it goes to a nail and it goes right. up and down and repeat mm-hmm. in motion, but it does something different. So mm-hmm. imagine a machine that can do everything. Hence why we have the internet and everything and phones and universal machines or how can we make it so that something's programmable and like, malleable mm-hmm. and that's where that's where we get like the internet and a lot of like cool stuff like that trying to create the universal machine so was alan Turing was he instrumental in where we are today oh yes yes uh for what reasons oh man so so many i mean he helped with um from my knowledge he helped in uh i think it was a uh, world war Two and deciphering messages and stuff i'm not 100 percent on that one but um as far as like our conversation with artificial intelligence, um, yeah. So this is from Stanford. Uh, Turing machines, first described by Alan Turing and Turing, nineteen thirty-six, are simple abstract computational devices intended to help investigate the extent and limitations to what can be computed. So, hmm. um, yeah. So it's read and write sit on tape. So. I had to do this one time for my science class. Well, for my theory of computation class. And I admit, I got a 40% <laughs> on the <laughs> test out of 100. Not my greatest thing. Don't worry, I didn't fail the class yet. 
I'm still taking it. Hey, <laughs> you got this. <laughs> we got this. But I know my parents are going to be like, you got a 40. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> no, for a fact. But basically, it's like you have a roll of tape, and then you have, like, it's kind of like ones and zeros, but instead of ones and zeros, you have blank and one. And basically, you use the tape to count because a computer can't count. Mm. Like, you can look at something. Like, you could look over here. I'm directing everyone's attention to the amount of candles. You see the two. Okay. You see the candles, and, like, you don't even have to look mm-hmm. crazy hard to see that there's two candles on the desk. A computer cannot do that. Is there two candles? I see a candle on the cup from my phone. Oh, my fault. Maybe maybe, <laughs> maybe I'm I'm a glitching in the matrix because I thought that was a candle. But there's one candle on the desk. <laughs> that there is. The other object is a cup. Yeah, they look, they look kind of similar. I'm not going <laughs> to. They do. See, maybe maybe, maybe, maybe the artificial intelligence in my head, like it was like a captcha. And it was yeah. like, please mark which one's a cup and which one's a candle. <laughs> <laughs> and I failed. <laughs> What's really gonna mess you up is like when I got when I get up later and I start drinking from the candle. Yeah, like oh my god. Yeah, we gotta leave this weird stuff. Yeah, we got. Oh my gosh. Well, he's drinking fire. Like oh my gosh, he's having a Jaeger bomb. Like that's fireball mixed in with candle wax. Oh man, but anyways, uh, this kind of is antithetical to my point, but you could look at something and be like, that's one of something, or that's one of the light mm-hmm. and a, a computer usually without like artificial intelligence um or programmable intelligence in the sense um it can't count objects per se all it can do is just like register an empty thing so imagine you have like a bucket and like you have a bucket full of legos and like you just start throwing the legos in uh and the computer just understands that there's a bucket there whatever you throw in the bucket it's it just displays what's in the bucket, but it doesn't know what's in the bucket. Mm. So artificial intelligence is not smart because a smart person will be like, there's Legos in the bucket. Mm-hmm. We could tell the computer that there's Legos in the bucket. And it's like, okay, well, I'll accept Legos being an argument for what's in the bucket. Mm-hmm. But it can never cognizantly look at the bucket on its own. And just be like, that's a bucket. It could just identify it based on previous information, which is kind of similar to how we do things. But mm-hmm. that's not not here. The I was about to make that same point, but which go which on. which is why I said artificial. That's why I said let me use the most broadest definition because the, if we use the textbook definition, it breaks down when you start poking at it mm. because it's very hard to define because we're talking about like something that's really complicated. Which is like we can't even tell what intelligence is, let alone what art, what makes it artificial. I mean, if it's so confusing and it's so well, not necessarily confusing, but if it's so limitless, and I mean, our experience in its own through our own two eyes is is complicated enough. What exactly is it that we have this inclination towards needing it and like moving at this breakneck speed in unison with? AI, what is it exactly that uh, uh, about AI and its services that we're so desperate to attain? I think it's um, simplicity because I think it's a it's some part like um, Trent was saying earlier, some part of like the fear response in terms of like wanting to uh, mm-hmm. create something. Want it's basically like so um, it's an artistic endeavor. 
Sort of. I I, I see I see an art in it. I see, okay. it, but I feel like like I said before, it's like Frankenstein. It's um, Frankenstein and then Frankenstein. The relationship between Frankenstein and his monster is the culmination of what I think the pursuit of AI is, in the mm. sense that which is like, what exactly a morbid curiosity. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> and the and the ability to it's it's some part some part ego because like it's wanting to create life out mm. of nothing similar to some religious faiths mm. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna go into depth because that's not the topic <laughs> of the episode but like some like just being able to have that god complex like mm. i created life from nothing or from from sources like the like mm. kind of like if you use like the catholic faith like i created you out of clay in the frankenstein thing i created you out of mangled body parts mm. to create something new and i i created life out of you you know i would say coming from a design background i would say that that <clears throat> desire to create um yeah i mean truly is um intrinsic to just like the art form in general because i mean after laboring away for hours on end on like a piece that i'm designing um there is like a strong uh uh like confidence that that comes along with like willing something into existence yeah you know i mean? say pride Sense yeah pride, pride and like accomplishment in um yeah just creating something but to i guess push the envelope on creating something i mean far beyond a, a, a garment an article of clothing would be like yeah creating something sentient um but i don't know could one argue that that's just like being prideful like oh i'm gonna create the craziest piece of technology that might shake the very landscape of mankind i think there's several ways you could come at it like but i feel like generally speaking from my perspective like this this may be like a slant to some artists but i think oh, we're all shit. i think we're all a little egoist i think Absolutely. we're i think we're you very egoist yeah, i think you have to be in order to want to create something mm. like you have to be yeah. because you're basically putting your will to the universe or expressing your thing without yeah. concern to anyone else that's a little egoist yeah you have mm. to have a little pretension to 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 sit down and say okay i want to make something that's worth yeah looking at or something that's worth existing mm. i mean if you want to break it down to its basic level <laughs> which i hate doing because it's kind of it's kind of depressing we're yeah but, but but we that's mm. it well, you know humans yeah. are bored we're here with no no direction i'm not supposed so. to be here yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're, not, we're not supposed to be here and but. i think that yeah that that uh, is a is a gentle nod to, um, yeah. I think our our uh, bit of existentialism that we like to yeah. To when you feel to. like you're not supposed to be here, you're gonna will some stuff that makes you feel like you're supposed to be here. It's gonna mm. bring and meaning to your shit, and you gotta put meaning into it. So, when it comes to artificial intelligence, and using like the Frankenstein framework, uh, oh, that sounds like a fire book. Anyway, Frankenstein <laughs> Frankenstein framework. That's By great. Christian Felix. Yay. Hey. Shout, out, shout out to that. Anyways, um shout out to that. <laughs> but yeah. Um we were uh I, b I believe we were highlighting um I guess just like the like what is the, the, the need for it ultimately. Yeah. So a lot of it is like well, a lot of people create things out of good intentions. So everyone wants hmm. to be the hero in the story, and know. well, generally speaking, generally speaking, if I could, if I could be the the, 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 the devil's advocate, yeah, oh. yeah, if I could, 
Bring it. Bring um, it. We love the dissenting it, It's like, I don't know. I feel like there can be some nefarious MFs in this tech industry. Who oh, don't oh have definitely. The best interest invested for the general populace. I think, yes. I think so. What, um, what uh, Mr. Sage was getting at uh, <laughs> was the um, the beginnings of those seem to be an intention of, of helping. Mm. And then later on, you get people who see that, who want to capitalize on it. That's when it starts to get a little funky. That's when it's like, okay, how can I make money off of this? You know, what can I do with this to... to to, and sometimes it yeah. may not even be it, but how can I hurt other people with this? Yeah. How can I how can I gain more power or control from this? So, yeah. While while we're on the the subject, let's give them their flowers. Who who are some some earnest pioneers of the uh, technology field? If, the, if any the that AI field AI field, correct? AI field. Um, Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> Christian's cheering his hands for wow. all listeners. I'm rubbing my eye right now. Like, this is He's SMHing right now. Yeah, this. this you but but no, who who would be some? I mean, um, off off of off top of my head, I can't. But there are countless people who move very ethically, and it's a mm. genuine concern. And they really like they labor over it. Um, and I guess. They, they like put their heart and soul into it like as like an artist like cries into an art piece mm. or something like there's people that put their whole life into like coding and dedicating stuff so um as a person who tends to be a little bit more structuralist and his critique of stuff like looking at how the systems kind of uh incentivize or desensitize or coordinate certain behavior um i feel like that's where a lot of the corruption and corrupting factors come in and the need mm-hmm. to like have to make money out of, out of something mm-hmm. that you spend time in or something like that. Um, that leads to some of that. And then also there are nefarious characters in the system of things mm-hmm. that like enforce that. Um, but there's a lot of figures in history like Alan Turing. There's, um, I don't know, my professor was like a lineage of people that were talking and doing different things uh, in terms of furthering the computation so it's not it's um trying not to lean on great man history it's a lot it's a it's mm. a unified effort yeah, it's, it's i do like great man history though. so so out of uh <clears throat> out of these noble individuals who are actually pushing for the greater of mankind uh i'm also a little skeptical again i'm like I, perhaps i bring a valuable viewpoint because i'm yeah, like good. i'm kind of a little bit more like old guy like oriented like where no I'm but like, that's ah, that's that's a good talk and i think that skepticism is good because and it is healthy but I guess my question, and I'm looking to you to enlighten me, would be like, what is the general uh, uh, benefits that these pioneers are, are, are striving toward in order to benefit the common man? Well, I feel like with a lot of things, as we like delve into more topics in history and like you get to know us more, mm-hmm. um, everyone wants to live in like a utopic type of thing or like a place with like no stress or like if you're if basically if i'm not supposed to be here i mean i enforce my will and i create meaning and i hope that that meaning is very cozy mm. or so like it's, it's a matter very, of comfort it's a matter i feel like it's a matter of, of creating a vision of your will that you want to exist in and i feel like some of the problems stem from that in some respects where is <clears throat> Where is the beneficial line drawn between a cozy existence and uh, Wally? 
for example. <laughs> see, like, wa- see, but Wally's fun. I, I love that movie. Wally, <laughs> yeah. Wally, because I, because it's, Wally it's it is a real story. Like, if you think about it, um, sure. in the beginning of the movie, he's like of every other bot. Like, he has no thought and no emotion. It's only after being alone for certain. I guess you know what's crazy. What's Wally up? is like we have to watch that movie because I we think should. because I'm with it. I, I think Wally is like a little existentialist because if you think about it, I really Wally forgot the premise. But Wall- in the beginning, Wally is not sentient until he's alone for a really, really long time. So maybe really? the loneliness is what's baked into the human existence and why he became uh, such a like a cheerful and little robot. You could say originally he wasn't supposed to be there. But yeah, he was not supposed to be there because they they left him, and he was supposed to think uh, all the rest of the robots disintegrated because they were working. He was still doing his job, mm-hmm. finding the meaning in the little things, mm. and he gained sentience. I think he's a sentient robot, and mm. in, in the in the eyes of the film, because you know he's a character, he's yeah. But that's that's a that's an interesting point. Mm. In terms so of that. so again, what what would you say is like the 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 beneficial line drawn between like some like just zombified you know individual consumer versus like oh wow this this breakthrough technology is actually for the better of, of humankind what attributes i feel like it's a it's a mix of both because something can have an implicit and explicit meaning meaning that like when you create a tool of any kind it could it has the regular effects the stated intentions and stated consequences and then you have the unintended consequences that you mm. can't like really um, control yeah, like um, there was a section of I'm gonna shout him out because it was a uh, John Oliver. Okay. He talked about how um in his fa- AI episode. Yeah, in his AI episode, he talked about how uh, Facebook did not originally intention to uh belittle uh adolescent kids and their self esteem, mm. but it was an unintended consequence mm. of the site and the way that it was structured. Which is why I'm like very structuralist in terms of like I look at a system and see how it has intended it stated intended consequences and unintended consequences, mm. and how that kind of ties into the AI conversation. The way that the algorithm works is very is very non biased. It's very mathematical, but mm-hmm. people are not mathematical. Uh, like we we don't think in the terms of like we like we look at the bucket and we see the contents. Mm-hmm. instead of just moving box over to box mm-hmm. and that a computer kind of just moves box box over to box mm-hmm. without like really intending to much do emotion. much yeah, yeah much emotion yeah. and i feel like and even if you were to program an emotionally intelligent robot it will still be like a little lack because it's programmed yeah. same way we have like some like even people are are i think are programmable beings given mm-hmm. like if you give Absolutely. a if you give a person a good environment uh they can do great things, but if Truly. you give that same person a bad environment, um, they can l- go down a different path. Mm-hmm. And it's up to the the reason why we have like people of different like backgrounds and everything is because they make individual choices every day, mm-hmm. and those choices lead to different factors. But the environment makes a profound effect on a person, and absolutely, and uh, yeah, the, that profound effect could like change and manifest how you react to certain things. So you take in a, a certain input and you do a different output based on previous inputs and outputs mm. like machine learning. So what was the question I was going to ask? Oh yeah. So 
um, again, I'm I'm really coming from the the vantage point of like the outside looking in. Oh yeah, um, you don't you don't you don't like AI. Ah, uh, not to say that I don't, but mm. like I'm like again, I'm kind of like, uh, like why, apprehensive, no? like old guy for to put it in silly terms. So like, what's what's your sort of like status standpoint? Say that again. What's like your status standpoint? Like, is status it is standpoint? It, is it like um? I mean, I like that's that's I guess I guess, I mean it it. it I would say my standpoint kind of reflects in like the questions that I've asked you, like what is really the benefit? Like, yeah, like what's the, what's the point of this? Where are we really going? Like, do I need to have this like incredibly filtered, you know, diced out or just like cut up and spliced, uh, prepackaged beautifully experience or like, should I just take shit like, you know, raw head on and like just take life for what it naturally is um and also again i'm like leaning in a little bit more like conservatively in terms of like do these people who are running these multi-billion dollar corporations have their best uh intentions for my and the public's behalf or are they just like churning this i mean incredibly infinite capital you know what i mean so it's like but 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 i mean you know, we're all you see the perks of it here. Yeah, yeah. And I mean there are there are really incredible perks to it. But I, I guess a follow up question that I had was like, um, you know, from my limited understanding, I know that also the the pace in which this um technology is developing is is again at a at a breakneck speed. And again, I I, I understand that sometimes this technology moves faster than like these like decrepit senators and lawmakers yeah, what have been, you can they've can, been moving kind of slow can compute uh, no pun intended slow. stay moving very but it's slow. like um i mean yeah i don't know i i think like unfiltered uh essentially unmonitored like again yeah, i'm just a little apprehensive as towards like is this within our best interest no that that's uh to be honest that's a lot of my concerns too um as a person that's like trying to be in the field in general what um yeah, some some of the some of the what you want to say anything? What what what's your uh, status? Yeah, what, what's your, what's your stake? Um, is AI technology a bad thing or a good thing? Ah, uh, sure. Or yeah, just general standpoint. Regardless, um, of general general it. standpoint. Um, I mean, I don't know. I I don't. I see it like anything. Um, there's there's good and bad. And essentially, it's it's a tool, and you know th- those tools aren't inherently good or bad. It's just how you use it. Yeah. Um, now, I guess that brings the question: Are we in a good or bad society? Yeah. Uh, like, overall, how do you how do you feel they, how do you they? like feel like is going to be used okay. in your in your opinion? Because for control. I mean, <laughs> I feel like, okay. I want to talk to you about control, but you you go first. Um. I think, I think we live in an. If, if we're talking specifically about mm-hmm. America, I think we live in a a very money driven society, and yeah. anything developed will be used and pushed um, in that direction, um, regardless of how how useful it is or how unuseful it is. Um, there's money to be made that's you know that's that's going to be the number one goal unfortunately um 
Yeah, that's that's. Uh, and I say, I say unfortunately because I think that eventually um, there will there will come a point of excess. Yeah, like with most things, you know, and that's gonna run it. Yeah, yeah. If we're not there already, but I mean, the the good thing about that is, um, I guess the 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 bright note, if I have to, if I have to find a silver lining, is a lot of times with that, um, things become ubiquitous. They become. uh, Shouts out to ubiquitous. I believe that ubiquitous is a beautiful word. It really is. I've used that can word on both episodes so far. I'm about to so look up the textbook definition because I can talk about. I think different. I'm going to use that word every episode. I think yeah. I might as well make it a thing. So uh, start the drinking game, people. Ubiquity. Hey. Um, but I think that the good thing in that is that it tends to become accessible to everybody. Yes, because yeah. like it's kind of like the podcast. It's like I said it last episode. I can't say the word because I think it was de- democratizes. Yeah, democratizes. Uh, access and I think that's a good thing because let's say um, for chat GPT for instance I don't know how to type up the resume in like the most professional sounding format whatever the standard of professionalism mm-hmm. is which I think is a little outdated and influenced by past things that we kind of don't really question but generally speaking let's say I want to create a resume it helps you create it and gives you an example and it could with very small inputs meaning that someone uh can speak to like the things that they've done and or like maybe can get information on the topic that they could later on use and be like hey this is something good so i think that's like the useful part of ai it mm-hmm. it cliches that like the internet is a repository of human information and thoughts i don't have to like me as a person, in order for me to understand or know some of the facts I do now, like it would have been impossible ages ago because of like the um the need to uh buy a book mm-hmm. or like the yeah, the need to buy a book, the need to go to the library all the time. So just the opportunity cost of losing out on going to the library and not doing something else that I'd rather do or having to constantly like buy books to be educated mm-hmm. to buy um, just like a monetary thing. It's like a filter. So you're just, you're saying that 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 is a beneficial aspect is instead of having to go to the library, buy these books that you can just access this kind of like quick shot. Quick yeah. Draw. Like imagine if I had, to figure out what like ubiquitous is like, even mm-hmm. though we know the na- meaning of the word, like, I, and I could gain it from context clues, uh, I would have to like go to the library, <sighs> rent out a dictionary. Imagine, yeah, it's like go it's like year nineteen fifty. Nineteen fifty. Christian, figure out what ubiquitous. Means. Figure out what <laughs> ubiquitous means. Like, if my parents didn't buy me like a dictionary or something at home, I had to go out to the library, go find the definition, go <laughs> check it out. Maybe knock on your neighbor's door, like I was oh, gonna say, yeah. If you haven't you? asked someone, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah like, like, this, this is like this is like if nobody knows the word. Like, let's okay. say it's not ubiquitous for this, but let's say it's existentialism, mm-hmm. and how could I know more? Yeah. You have to like find specific books and then find out which philosophers talk about this specific branch of this specific uh, mm-hmm. uh, portion of metaphysics or something, and you just right. like what? Just the access is kind of difficult, and imagine like. We live in New York City. It's a little bit easier for us. Mm-hmm. But, like, I'm sure, like... <sighs> Dude, rural Kansas or rural something? Rural Kansas? Like, mm-hmm. Wisconsin? 
I have to climb over a mountain and stuff. Like I'll be tight. Like just a fun. Like if you're in Texas, you have to ride a horse. Yeah. yeah like, a horse. <laughs> I don't know. You guys can speak on that. You guys can. Gotta, you <laughs> Shout out Texas for water. Right. Like, yeah. yeah. Like it's, it's, it's a But no, that that is a strong argument. Something I didn't particularly consider because we just get to ride off the the backs of those who paved the way. Yeah. Have an iPhone in our pocket. And I I think to add on to that, um, to create some balance to it, it eliminates some steps. Yeah. In eliminating that those steps, it it eliminates some of the work, and sometimes that eliminates some of the appreciation, and that mm. also, in ways, um, good ways or bad ways, I think makes us what's the word um, um a little lazier <laughs> you're about to say yeah, it makes us dumber i think the yeah. work <laughs> or dumber are a little less it's equipped i mean you know they're because they're functions of our brain that yeah. we you know what i'm saying our functions that we i just don't want to say our brain but um, yeah because if you're talking yeah. about physically going somewhere that's going to improve you know yeah talk about other parts of the body but you know that that they're they're functions that we don't use anymore Mm-hmm. You know things that um, is like vestigial. It's like um, it's like if you look at it like as like an analogy, you have like vestigial organs. Like you have your appendix. It's like one day if we had like to use that thing, but like we just we never we Was don't. Ap- I don't appreciate my appendix at all. Like that thing could burst and kill me. Like I don't. <laughs> I do not appreciate my appendix. But um, someone in the past like that mm-hmm. helped them digest their food. Yeah, and it's kind of like now when we create so things that like make it so that like um, we create tools that make it so that we don't need some of our functions. Um, we lose out on some things and sometimes that's for the better because I think mm. my appendix is lo- useless. But also at the same time, I'm sure my ancestors don't appreciate me not appreciating my yeah. appendix. They like, don't appreciate the appendix slander. Yeah, like, <laughs> the, like exactly. Like they're like, oh my gosh, I feel triggered. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I need that. like that that helped me digest this really hard plant that you can't even eat anymore. Like you bum. Like what's wrong with you? <laughs> bum. Um. So, let's see something that uh, to to also quote. Uh, your aforementioned uh, John Oliver piece on AI, which Great gave piece. me, um, again, an outsider looking in, a pretty comprehensive understanding of, I guess, the, the current status, given it's an ever-developing topic. And yeah, this topic is very huge, very great. But um, I guess also one of my main takeaways from that, that piece was um, just basically that, in a summarized sense, paraphrasing, that he said that, as of now, there's really no sentient um, uh, presence or uh, intelligence, if you will, or personality. Um, ha- and, and this ties into your thought of the Internet as a repository of our thoughts, yeah. um, which would be if the current status is it's basically, we'll say layman's terms here, scraping every tidbit of the internet for a comprehensive laid out simplistic answer at what point do we hypothetically transfer into um this thing is living thinking strategizing within its own free will at what point do we cross that threshold it's kind of hard to say but i may have like a reference so watch you like be the most quoted like individual <laughs> for AI. that would be like elite. We turn that back will to be the elite. Right here. You wanted to say something first though. No, 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 no. Go ahead. Okay, go ahead. okay, okay. 
So if you look at a human person, we have like a big old strand of DNA, right? And our DNA, only a small portion codes for like our traits and like something. And then we have a bunch of like instructions that are like that a bunch of like DNA that's just like there. So imagine like, but like it's a part, it's an important function of like our, our being. Mm. So like I was watching this video, I think it was Kurt Sagat on YouTube and it was talking about like how that could probably be like they don't know for sure, but that could be like the I'll use the term algorithms or like the coding instructions to how to code instructions. Meaning our DNA. Me in our it's already in our DNA. So our DNA codes instructions. So like you have C G T and whatever and other variable that they like to use. And those like create th- those like gene those are like gene expressions and then those mm-hmm. gene expressions like give like meaning to like whether your eyes are a certain color or something like that. So are you saying that within our DNA um, coding, yeah. that same concept can be applied towards, towards artificial, artificial intelligence? intelligence. Yes. Okay. So um, the same way that we code the building blocks, the DNA codes the building blocks for the building blocks to make something, mm-hmm. I think we could make a computer that we can code the building blocks for it, right? Mm. Um, and those building blocks are then used to create something on its own. Mm. So I think we would have to create an AI machine that has its own Frankenstein moment to then create life and sentience. Mm. And I think that would be like the only, that would be the way because I don't think we can create it. Because so it like would, we could only like lay the groundwork for it to spark itself or what? Yeah, essentially. Mm. I think that would be the only way to do it. Is is I think it's I think it's valid for because um think about like how like a baby's born or like mm-hmm. like you have like we create like the mitosis of the cells but on its own it has to create and develop the mm-hmm. different mm-hmm. appendages and everything and then you just give it out to the world when you're done yeah childbirth shout out child shout out everyone shout out to childbirth shout out to uh, shout out to childbirth shout out to childbirth experience yeah uh, made me made me cry. Cried. Had me crying. My mom my mom will never let me like forget how long she was in labor for me. Were you a were you a big baby? I could see you being a big baby. I think I'm still a I'm still a big baby. Well (laughs) I mean (laughs) allow me to clarify, like weight wise. I was a fat baby. You were a fat baby? Fat baby, like pushing nine pounds tight. Nine pounds. Oh my gosh. Jeez. That's a mm. wow. That's a turkey. A turkey. <laughs> <laughs> that's a healthy thing. Yeah. That's <laughs> a, yeah. Sheesh. That's, well, Thankfully, uh, I wasn't on the menu. But oh, yeah. sheesh. Yes. Oh, but man. um. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, hours. I don't. I don't know. That's really. I mean, and, and I guess I'm also trying to loosely pinpoint, like, it, 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 like, what point would there be the steps, or what would the steps leading up to the spark of consciousness, like? Very, it's very difficult because we can't even discern what our own consciousness. What's to say? <sighs> like that's the that's the problem. Yeah. Like the problem with a lot of these questions is that we don't know the answers ourselves, yeah. and we're. How does that make sense? I mean, and the problem the problem that Lucas like highlighted before is that mm. we're moving at breakneck speeds, just moving very very carelessly in this respect. Something mm. that something that I think illustrates, at least for me again the inexperienced individual with technology is like um 
I've been out of or I've been off Instagram for a week and it feels like I'm living on a remote island. But it's good though. Um it is good. It's been refreshing. Um been meant to <clears throat> but something that something that really again I think can illustrate the state of things is um or again like the the speed at which this is all moving is um I mean again right now it's like the end of March twenty twenty three. But um something I've seen up uh, or something I've seen pop up just ever so frequently recently is like the stupid like Biden and Trump and Obama playing Call of Duty, you know, with their oh, those things are so funny to me. I don't know. They I, were funny for like funny. the I, first like three, two, two tops that I saw, in my opinion. But my point of it is, yeah. is that that is like, I mean, it's one thing. He he ha ha. Like we're we're seeing it on a meme page. But like what really resonates with me the strongest is the yeah. fact that like, yo, six months ago that was like a completely like unheard of thing and that was like yeah that was nowhere to be sought out like we did not have that accessibility and it's just like if we can do that now like what is it going to be like in in as as limited as 10 years from now you know what i mean or what's already there that we don't have access to say that one more time um which part uh, so so what are you what are you speaking about? I guess I'm not aware of the the situation. You're so talking. like really, there's this, there's this like um there's this meme and it's like Biden, Trump, and uh, what do you call it? There's um I wish we had a video screen that we could just show like the memes that we're looking at. <laughs> Yo, Jamie, <laughs> we gotta find someone named Jamie that just edits our videos and stuff. But um, so there's this like meme format and it's just like Obama, um, Trump and Biden and they play like um. They play Call of Duty, and what they do is they use uh, they use their vocal like recording snippets, and then mm-hmm. they use like AI to like map out the phrases that somebody wants to p- play, and then that's the thing. So um, that that's like deep part of like deep fake yeah, technology. Deep yeah, yeah. So yeah. they I, did I've, have I've seen that before. I don't think I've seen it applied to Call of Duty. Yeah, it's just like it's just um, it's more so for their vocals. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. So they were able to deep fake videos. Uh, they were, and they they tried like to do audio syncing for sound and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think what Lucas was like trying to say um, was that the accessibility to it, like the fact that a lot of people could program something like that, um, makes it so that it's a little scary to see like how that technology is going to be applied. Yeah, no, absolutely. I've I've seen that um, technology used. Um, of course, with Obama, they were making him say like weird out the wall stuff. I didn't see him yeah. play Call of Duty, and also um, there's a group of uh, YouTubers, um, a lot of them are visual effects artists, but they've been exploring sort of the idea of deep fakes and what you can do. And they've made all sorts of crazy videos, yeah, like deep um, fakes are crazy. Yeah, Keanu Reeves in a store doing stuff, and you know, just all sorts of weird stuff. And it's always interesting. And in ways it's always kind of scary too, because it's a little disturbing. Cause it's, I mean, it, it's not, yeah, yeah. Cause at, it, at this point it's not really perfect. Mm-hmm. Like there's still ways to, to tell, Hey, that's, that shit ain't real. Yeah. But you know, it, it's going to get to a point where you're not going to be able to tell. I think that's the scary part. Yeah. Right. I feel like the internet brings, uh, we'll talk about this like later. This is not really artificial intelligence, but it talks about well, the internet brings up a lot of questions of what is reality and simulated reality, um, and that's very scary because like you can't tell what's real anymore for certain things. 